after buzzers, before we move on, we would like to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey everyone, what's up? We're here for another episode of Spotlight On. I'm your host, Stacey Ike, and we're joined with Bing Mary Jane's own Stephen Bishop. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I am good. I will say that I've already had fun and we haven't really started. You guys haven't seen everything, but we already got chit-chatting um, before. <clears throat> so, I don't know if I want to talk about the show first or just outside life, because I know that Being Mary Jane's coming in February 3rd. It is. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. So is everybody else. I see last uh, last season Omari got to get a little bit more shirtless, but this season I feel like you're going to be a little bit more naked. Is this true? That is true. <laughs> that is true. That was something I, you know, I went to Salim and Mara, and I was like, How can, hey, wait a minute, I work hard in the gym. How come I don't get to get naked on <laughs> right, TV? Right. So they wrote me in some naked scenes. No, I'm kidding. No, I, I, have you seen the trailer? I have not seen the trailer. <clears throat> That's all I'm going to say. I want you to be surprised on your own. It's great. Okay. It's great. Right on. It's wonderful. Um, before we jump like more into the show and details, I know that you're originally from Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Chicago. I have a lot of friends from there. And then you pursued baseball before you pursued acting. I did. I played baseball my whole life. Uh, I started in organized baseball when I was four years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father actually, actually brought a baseball glove to the maternity ward, and my mother taught me how to hit as soon as I could stand. Wow. So I've been a baseball player my whole life. And, uh, yeah, I played, you know, through high school, got a scholarship to college, went to UC Riverside, uh, played in College World Series, and then went on to play with Atlanta and Baltimore in professional uh, ranks. That's amazing. So not that I want to say, like, when did that end, but when did the transition from baseball to acting kind of begin? Um, Well, it, it actually was a very abrupt transition. <laughs> okay. It literally went one minute to the next. Right. Uh, I was playing for Baltimore and I got released and I was sitting in my kitchen fielding calls to see if I was going to continue mm-hmm. my playing career. And uh, I kept hearing this voice in my head and it kept saying, it's time, it's time, it's time. And I took that to mean it was time for me to transfer off of the baseball train and onto the train that would take me to my ultimate destination, which was acting. I knew I was going to do it. I mm-hmm. knew I was going to act either during or after baseball. Um, I just didn't know when or how it was going to happen. Um, and so that day, I packed my stuff, rented a car, and drove to L.A. And 
Here we, here we are at AfterBuzz TV. That's awesome. So, I mean, a lot of people have the story where they pick up and leave. What was your first year like? Uh, it that's was, the love hate time. It was it was it was pretty uh, pretty awful. <laughs> okay, you're doing some right, people. <laughs> it, it was pretty awful. Uh, you know, I'm not new to this. Right. Uh, I'm not the overnight success that people you know dream Think, about yeah. becoming. Yeah, right, right. Uh, I actually, this is actually my second tour of duty here in Los Angeles because the first year, the Braves called after about nine months being here, and they oh, said okay. we want to know if you would like to go to our minority scouting internship. Uh, and I was like, oh, no, not really. I'm out here doing this. And they were like, well, it's in West Palm Beach, Florida. We're gonna, It's for two weeks. We're going to give you pay. We're going to give you per diem. We're going to give you a hotel. We're going to give you a car. Uh, so basically it was a two-week vacation <laughs> right, in South Florida. Right. So I was like, well, I can't pass that up when I'm sitting <laughs> here broke. <laughs> so I, you know, I went and I did that. And uh, a couple weeks later they called me and they said, listen, um, we've been reading your reports from the internship. And it seems like you've been doing this for 10 years. We want to offer you a job. And again, I was like, mm, no, I don't really, I'm not into scouting. I want to, you know, I'm, I still think I should be playing. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And so they said, well, before you turn it down, let us tell you what your coverage area is going to be. It's going to be all the black colleges across, around the country. So from the the north to the south, all the way west, yeah. as far as black colleges go, right, I got right. to cover all of them. So I was like Matt Liner in that uh, yeah, like in that yourself? commercial in My that commercial. God. I get to go back to college. <laughs> you know, I'm 25 years old. That's I get to awesome. go back to college and, and go to all the black colleges. That's amazing. By myself. Seriously, that sounds with, like they didn't have a partner <laughs> with no curfew, with no <laughs> <Bad> rules. <idea. laughs> I like it. It was fantastic. That's it was fantastic. Amazing. It was a great experience. I got to drive a lot alone. Uh, that's where I really got in touch with myself and right. learned how to be alone. Because when I was young, I didn't ever want to be alone. Right. Um, and then I came back after two years of that. So the two-year time, what did you learn that made you feel like, okay, now go, go, go? Um, I learned that I wasn't cut out to be a scout if I was going to be involved in baseball anymore. It was going to be a, as a coach. And that wasn't on the table at the time and I didn't really feel like trying to make it be on the table um I I had actually gotten a girlfriend in the time that I was scouting and Mm -hmm. she was uh from Miami and was moving to Los Angeles to be an actor as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh so the girls always yeah 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 you know (laughs) I could just hear it (laughs) uh so you know when my contract was up with the Braves it, it just was it seemed like a really logical and easy fit step for me right. you know i was going to have support i was going to have you know a, a confidant out here who's going through the exact same thing right. at the exact same time so uh that's that's how i came back and i never turned back so then what was the second first year what was the difference there? um the second first year was different i actually booked a film my first the second first year <laughs> uh picture in the pinup directed nice. by drew johnson mm-hmm. starring drew johnson and uh corinna harney and Colonel Harney Jones and uh, myself, uh, and I got a Nivea commercial where it was Nivea men's skincare. Where Interesting. I, where I had my face. It was for aftershave, and I had my face in the freezer, <laughs> trying to you know cool off after shaving. And you know what I found? Nivea redid that spot 
about two years ago, I saw another guy for the doing same ex- product doing the exact hilarious. same thing. And I'm like, wow, Slash man. I'm like, you could have just run my spot again. I, I would have <laughs> minded no that problem money. That. <laughs> right, know? go and send that check. So do you use Nivea right now, or are they just for kicks? Uh, no, that was just for that a was, job. Gotcha. So, okay, we've transitioned into acting. We've had our first year. I got a chance to watch a reel, which was really exciting, because I see a little bit of shots from Girlfriend, and I'm like, pause, wait. Like, I remember that episode so clearly, and I remember hating your character in that episode that was years ago. That crap, I mean, you're obviously wonderful, but I hated your character, and then the accent. Like, what was that set? Do you remember that moment or getting into that character? Yeah, I do. Um, He wasn't a good guy. That, he wasn't a bad guy. He wasn't a terrible guy. Uh, Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Just really quickly. Okay. If you and your girlfriends had a party. Okay. And your girlfriends were like, this is girls' night out. Right. Okay, we're partying. We're going to let our hair down. We're going to do our thing. Right, right. And this right. guy that you were dating just showed up. Yeah. And was like, let me in. To, yeah. What would you do? I'm on the spot. Um, I feel like if my friends like him, I'd let him in. But they've already told you it's girls' night. There is no, they don't want that. Then I'm coming outside and I'm going to tell them I got to go. You're going to leave the party? Or are you going to tell him, See, hey. See, I can take five minutes. It's my party. Okay. Well, you know, what Alex did in that moment <laughs> was step outside and right. say, Maya, listen, I didn't invite you here. This isn't my party. Right. I, I can't right. do anything for you here. It just made me sad. You know, I love Maya. Like, she was my, I mean, the rest of her friends were too cool, too. But I just love the relationship you guys had. Like, that episode, how you were kind of like, not necessarily stringing her along, but just kind of trying to be her friend or trying to be the guy for her but also she was like I need a different guy I need you to be there all the time so it was just another one of those great girlfriend episodes where you get to see you know a a relationship to answer your question um, I think the accent actually got me the job because it wasn't supposed to be there Okay. and so when I auditioned I went in and I just played one of my old professional baseball roommates how hilarious. <laughs> so I played, and I was like, wait, this That's guy is a baseball funny. player, Alex Mendoza. He's Latin. I, I can do this. I, you know, because I speak Spanish and right. I knew the accents very well. Right. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. And, I ended up booking a job because, and, that was and, and I'm pretty sure that's edge. why I got it. I could honestly, it was a perfect edge. Like it just, it just made that character so much more fun. And, and there's also been so many other characters. I mean, Battleship, The Game, Grey's Anatomy, love Grey's Anatomy, um, Moneyball. So, if, out of all these sets, was there one that you feel like you're the most grateful for? I mean, you had your <sighs> easy, easy, okay, yes, Moneyball. I can understand why Moneyball was the culmination of a lifetime of baseball dreaming coming to fruition. Um, I got to play my idol. Right. I got to do it on the baseball field that I grew up watching pro baseball games at. I got to wear that uniform. I got to do it with Brad Pitt. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, rest his soul, Philip Seymour Hoffman. And I got paid for it. Just a dream, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't. There, it was the perfect storm. There yeah. was, there, it can't get any better. And I've had a lot of fun since then. I got to go to Cape Town, South Africa, to work with Denzel on Safe House. Right. I mean, as an actor, where David Justice was my idol as a teenager, mm-hmm. Denzel Washington was my idol as a young actor. And you know, he was gracious enough to give me advice as an actor 
very young in my career. So then 10, 11 years down the road for me to show up on set and walk up to him and have him be like, Oh my God, you oh my made gosh, it. gosh, how cool. You got here. Was, you know, I mean, my, my life and my career have both been very serendipitous. There's been a lot of serendipity in my right. life. And, and that's something that I wish a lot of uh, more people would be aware of. When something happens in your life that is really, really unexplainable mm. and you, you don't know why, take note of that and see how many times that happens in your life. Mm-hmm. I met David Justice when I was a teenager. 20 years later, I got to play him in a movie. And in between so cool. that time, we, were, we became friends and right. he became like a big brother to me, took me under his wing. So I knew him. I knew his swing inside out because I idolized him and I wanted to be like him when I was a kid. It, it just, you know, serendipity. It's God is great all the time. That's you know? awesome. That's so great. I, f- I feel like stories like that, you know, people don't get to always, they don't feel as grateful sometimes because they feel like, oh, next thing, next thing. We live in a city where it's, it's always like that. So for someone to say, yes, my career has been amazing, up, downs, and turnarounds, that's really great. Yeah, the journey. It's all about the journey. I mean, I, you know, when you're in the downs, yeah, it, it's... It's tough for a lot of people, which, and which is why a lot of people leave Los mm-hmm. Angeles and they, mm-hmm. you know, they throw in the towel. But I was always taught as a baseball player, if you just stick around, and as a hitter, that means foul off pitches until you get one that you can drive. Mm-hmm. If you just stick around in an at bat, you'll have success. But if you're an easy out, the game is going to walk gonna right over you and, and spit you out and go on to the next guy. So, you know, you're in the in the the times where you're trying to decide who's going to eat you or your animal and you're going to pick your animal you know it's it's tough but for me for some reason i've always had not a belief but a knowledge that this was supposed to happen and i couldn't explain why i just knew in my heart and my soul that i was headed down this road and i people would ask i had agents ask me where does this confidence come from where do you and and i mean and that comes from baseball that comes from Hitting a pitch baseball, second maybe to hitting a golf ball where you want to, is the hardest thing to do in sport. Right. If you're great as a hitter, you're going to fail 70% of the time. Wow, there's no other, note. there's nothing else in life that mm-hmm. you can be successful as a 70% failure. Wow. So when you're sitting and you have, and you have that knowledge and you, it's easy to have some confidence because you've been through the hardest thing you're going to go through right. in life. You know, other than uh, you know, unhealthy times and loss of family and things like that, but on a on a more uh, superficial level, you've been through the the hardest thing you can go through, and you you've you've conditioned your brain to walk through adversity without being daunted by it. And so, it's 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 interesting to be in this type of a, a, a situation with that type of a background and that type of a. Uh, it's called preparation. That's what it yeah. sounds like. You it's, know, it's armor. Yeah, it's exactly. kind of like armor. Exactly. That's great. That's great. And I was gonna say, like, what's your mantra? Would you say? Do you have kind of one line or one sentence or one verse or something like that? That kind of. Uh, we yeah, I've always said, and somebody somebody said this to me a long time ago. They said, if you want to see rainbows, you're gonna have to withstand a little rain. So buy the right rain boots. That's what he just said. Yeah. 
Gotcha. You know, just got <laughs> to weather right. the storm. <laughs> I love it. So now we transition into your current roles. Cannot wait to see what this ring coming out January 24th. Tell me about the sets. I know you've been friends with Regina Hall for, what, 15 yeah, years? Yeah, about 15 years. <laughs> oh, my, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, and, and just... Not like super tight friends, yeah, but yeah. we met, we, we, you know, we clicked. Uh, I did some work with one of her ex-boyfriends and we, we met at the time and we clicked and whenever we would see each other, it was always, you know, a lot of love and right. hugs and she's, you know, she's such a great person. She's mm-hmm. so smart. She's so funny. She's so compassionate. I'm a big animal lover. She's a huge animal lover. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, she's just, She's just a fantastic person. So when I found out I got to work with her, I knew it was going to be easy because right. we we have a really, you know, a really good affection for each other. Not not physically or anything yeah, like that, yeah, but yeah. just a really, you know, a, a mutual admiration. Right. And so I was like, wow, this is going to be so much fun so because cool. I know her already. And it's like I I watch her on, on movies and, and television, things mm-hmm. like that. And it's like, wow, she's so good. And now I get a, I get a chance this to apathy, right. be there with her. It's It's fun. So what was preparation like between i mean because there's you and three can you give me like a little bit of the premise what's the way you describe the movie uh i've watched the trailer and i've had a lot of fun but for the viewer the film is uh based on a book called the vow Mm -hmm. where three best friends go to their fourth best friend's wedding Mm -hmm. and they make a vow that the three of them will be married within the year regardless of who it is (laughs) (laughs) you know even if it's the guy they don't want to marry you know and um, so Jill, Scott, Eve, and Regina play mm-hmm. the three friends. Brooklyn Sudano is the, the woman who got married in the beginning of the film. The lucky one. And uh, Nate, my character, is a senior agent in the talent agency that Trista, who is Regina's character, works mm-hmm. at. Mm-hmm. And that's... How it all that's how unfolds. that's that's this the premise. Okay, so <laughs> I, tune in yes. Saturday, January twenty fourth. <laughs> that's gonna be that's definitely the girls' night that you were talking about. Yeah, that then movie I, looks, I show up at your girls' night. Hey. I, you know people are gonna let you don't even play, don't even ask that kind of question. Don't do that. You know I'll have a scene case. Um so we trend then we go from that to you get to work with your co star from who also executive produced with this ring, Gabrielle Union, one of my favorites. Me too. Um Absolutely love her. What's the thing that you think you've learned from her with being her co-star and so much of this? Uh, what I've learned from Gabrielle is that when you are playing on this level, you need to be prepared. Mm. Um, not to say that I don't come prepared because I, you know, I've always prided myself on being prepared, even in auditions. It, sure. it really aggravates me to even miss a line in an audition. Sure. But Gabrielle is in almost every scene in the show and I've never heard her miss a line. She's so professional. Wow. She's so prepared and it's 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 astonishing to yeah. me because there's so much for her both emotionally and memorization wise, not to mention her real life is, you know, a whirlwind with, right. you know, everything that she does. It's I've learned that the the players play you know, and and you can show up unprepared and unprofessional if you want to, but if you come across a woman like that, you're Don't gonna get play. you're gonna yep. get eaten up, and and you might lose your job because you, you know when somebody like that comes to the set. They want to work and they right. want to get it done. Right. They don't want to sit here and have me do 18 takes because I can't remember my lines. You know what I mean? Mm. Fortunately for me, like I said, that's not a problem with me. But um, in general, 
But in general, that's that's something I've learned from her. She's she's outstanding at that's that. Amazing. So, like I said, so if y'all haven't seen the trailer, you need to see the trailer. So we end last season. What's going on in this just, trailer? Man. You just need to see it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so we end last season with some alluded baby mama drama to come. Um, and you just told Gabrielle, you know, to get lost, and she just handed you back things that belong to you. Yes. Um, as you, you know, rightfully you own. Um, so, how do we transition to season two now? Uh, well, we're going to pick up where we left off. Um, yes. You know, David still has these issues. He, I mean, just because he says no to her, doesn't it doesn't mean, mean it just right, disappears. Right. You know, he, he has to close that door right. and now turn around and go back inside and be like, okay, this is the life that I've chosen, but I'm really not all the way in. Right. You know, I mean, so he's got to, he's got to figure this out. He's got to figure out what he's going to do. He's got to figure out if he loves the woman he's having a baby with. Mm-hmm. You know, we, it's it's being assumed or is it, it has that I don't think you do. No, it's not rude because oh we haven't you know we haven't she seen nice, we haven't but... seen much interaction <laughs> right, between right. them, uh, and you know more and more in our in our society people are having children with people that they don't love, and you know it's not necessarily the best thing, but it's reality. Mm-hmm. So and that's one of the things that I, I find so. Uh, refreshing about being Mary Jane is that it is. it's such a real mm-hmm. show, and mm-hmm. the reason I think so many people are connecting with it is the fact that everybody in that show is going through something that someone can relate to. Right. Whether it be Kara's character, who's juggling being a superpower executive at the network and trying to figure out how to love her children, or uh, BJ Britt's character, uh, PJ, who <laughs> is trying to figure out whether he wants to be a weed dealer right, or an or, architect. Yeah. And, you know, or uh, uh, Richard Brooks' character, who's trying to get clean, right. but, you know, that demon keeps... I mean, everybody's going through something in Realistic that show problem, that, right. that, that America deals with as a whole. So I think that's why so many people are, are able to embrace it, because they can see themselves in it. Would you see yourself directing at all? Maybe. Oh yeah, episodes? I would. I would love to direct. Um, I don't know that I'll get a chance to direct any of these episodes. Sure, right. I mean, they're they're they got heavyweights. They, they got their people. You yeah, know, yeah, they yeah. got heavyweights right, coming right, in. Regina right. King directed a couple yeah, this year. You know, so. But uh, I'm definitely going to direct something. I you know I've written uh, a short film. I've written a few things. I've written a pilot. I've written a short film, which awesome. I've, I've adapted to a story for a, a feature. I don't want to write the feature script, though. I want right. a professional to do that. Um, but so you it's just, dabble. It's just in my nature to to, to direct. I mean, mm-hmm. when I played baseball, I was a team captain. I, mm-hmm. I like to make sure right. things are going the right way. Right. I mean, I'm a Virgo, so we're really you know uber organized and all of that. So, you know. oh, you're right after me. You got a little <laughs> we do. bit. We, you know? I got a are little you a bit September of... Libra? I'm an October 22nd. Like I'm, oh, I should wow. accidentally. I know. Look, no, I'm not. I'm not. I looked it up. I'm still Libra. Okay. I can't. I can't be. A, ba- please hey, don't let me be hey, a Scorpio. Hey, hey. Like, <laughs> like, 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 on, like, on that, like on that. Barely. <laughs> Barely. You so got me. Wow. Make a meme out of that, Steven. Um, wow. I feel like that's a joke that I'm going to get for a long time now. Anyway, I'm not telling anybody my birthday. Um, I love it. So is there a role? Because you play a lot of good guys, to be honest. I mean, girlfriends, I'm not going to talk about that. But you do play a lot of the good kind of guy roles. Would you want to play the villain? Actually, actually, yes. That's actually my... 
dream? Ambition okay. is to play a villain. Yeah. Um, my inspiration for my villain has, for the life of my career, has been Gary Oldman in The Professional. Good one. And yeah. because he was he was an intelligent villain. He, yeah. he wasn't the rah, rah, blah, blah, right, blah guy, right, right. you know? Um, so yeah, I definitely would like to play that, that type of a character. Um, and there's, you know, there's other characters that I have ambitions to play. Do spill. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> it's <laughs> tough. It's, uh, James Bond is, is a character that the short film that I wrote, I wrote because I wanted to be the first black James Bond and I was going to write a James Bond Installment okay. to show how James Bond became black. Right. And in my installment, and because I can say it now because I didn't, I didn't choose to do it. But in my installment, my character, whose name was James Bond, <laughs> was the illegitimate son of James Bond and Halle Berry's character. And what happened to this now? I scrapped it. I scrapped it because I couldn't write a full James Bond movie. I, this was years ago when I started this. Oh, so I was like, wow. you know what? This is ridiculous. You, you've <laughs> this is really off, hard. You've bitten off way more than you can chew. Okay? So just write a short film. Right. Have a Bond-esque character and make it make the short and show the studio that you can play a character like that. Right, right. So, you know, and, and you know, it's it's... I've been watching, and I've been seeing the names that have been thrown out there. Thrown out there. Mm -hmm. And they've got some good choices. And, you know, I feel like I have to speak it into existence to to put my name in that that hat. You know, because, I mean, the the, the names that I've heard, I'm fans of them. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of Idris. Idris, You know, and we've met, and we've we've had an opportunity to sit and talk, and he's a great guy, cool as you want to be. Right. Jesse Williams, we got the same acting coach, mm-hmm. friend of mine. Light skin, you know, you know just guys unite. You know, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're friends now. <laughs> Y'all on the come up right now. <laughs> but, you know, I'm a competitor. And so if I want something, I'm going to try to compete for it. I don't want to just... I don't want to just get steamrolled by the the social media right. and the fact that you know allegedly Sony says that they would like somebody to be involved. Right. You know, hopefully it's an open competition because I you know I would like to have my name in the hat there. You guys heard it here first when you see the movie and Stevens in it. Just you know, you were a part of that. Maybe I can speak it into existence. Love it. Love or maybe it, love I can it. shoot myself in the foot by saying it on <laughs> television. But I don't know. It needs to get out there. Somebody Either, needs right. to say it. And we are here to help. That's I appreciate all. you giving me the platform. <laughs> we are here to, to help. lobby That's all we- <laughs> for James Bond. Exactly. We should start cheering, but it's only two of us. Anyway, um, did you see the Oscar nominations? I did. Did you form of, any? Of opinions? course I did. Of you course know you I did. did. I know. You I know. That's a leading question. It is. <clears throat> I just and have I a question for you, and if you can explain it to me, then I'll be satisfied. Okay. If a movie gets nominated for best film, how is it that the director and the lead actor don't get nominated in the same year? What's so good about it? If it's not the actor and it's not the filmmaking. And it didn't direct itself. It didn't direct itself. It didn't just appear as a film. So, yeah, that's that's a bit of an issue. That's a bit of an issue. And, you know, 
it's difficult to say what agendas are what. You know, there's no there's no proof. There's a lot of speculation and there's a lot of valid speculation. Mm-hmm. Certain people have been getting certain uh, recognition only for certain types of roles. Mm-hmm. Uh for instance, Denzel Washington could have easily won an Oscar for Malcolm X. He could have easily won an Oscar for Reuben Hurricane Carter. Mm-hmm. And then he got one. And, I mean, you're not going to s- sneeze at any Oscar you you earn. Right. But then he got one for a rogue, dirty, underhanded cop. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, That's a Lupita, really perspective. Lupita yeah. won for being a slave. And Hallie won for being an abusive mother. And Monique won for being an abusive mother. There's no real that, positive yeah. characters that have have won the Oscar for us. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. Martin Luther King, especially in the 50th anniversary of Selma, you know, it seems like that would be so timely and, and so apropos. that, And the fact that he did a fantastic job to the point where the, the Academy nominated the movie. Yeah. I just don't. I, I there's some ex, there's some things that I need explained. Do you think that we're telling the same story at all? We had Twelve Years a Slave. We've had the Django. We had Selma. Do you feel like there there's a certain stigma to the type of movies we're telling? We're not giving a lot of voice to. We're not. You know, we're not telling more stories. So if they've seen Twelve Years a Slave, maybe they don't feel like. And I don't like they, but I mean anybody in the Academy. Do you feel like that's a problem? Well, we're being allowed to tell stories. Mm-hmm. There are some of us at this point that are taking our own lead and and uh, making movies that we want to make. But we still need distribution. We still need, you know, th- we still need help to get the movie out. Mm-hmm. So there's still a barrier that that pre- uh prevents us from being able to put out every story we want to we're only going to get so many opportunities and that's just that's just the way it is um so i think it's it's tough to really say we're telling the same story i think we're being allowed to see the same story sure okay so i think that's part of the problem um i think maybe we need to start doing another version of the Oscars, if it's at all possible, to you where we so? to where we could in- include everybody. I mean, we do the uh, the Image Awards. Mm-hmm. We you know we do the BET Awards. Maybe we have to do another you know a- another higher end award show where we include not just black films, but, yeah. but everybody. But mm-hmm. from let our people pick who's going to be what. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, especially if we're not, if there's not diversity on the Academy, right? you know, and I'm, I, and that, what I just said is being said without me knowing who's on the Academy. Right. I don't know. I heard who's the average age was like 62. Now that might be a joke. For How my many friend, black people? I just know about the president and, um, and scratch head to the rest. And the president is, she's the one who announced the names. Uh, she's like of the art division, something. I don't have her specific title, but I don't. I mean, I don't personally know everyone on the academy, but I was at, talking to a couple of people, just kind of figure out what they thought. And from what I hear, that Selma didn't give out screeners, or they were just trying to give me reasons and, and things. And so we and I brought to the question. Well, there was that it was late. Film? Yeah, I heard that. It was I heard late. That I've heard it that it really didn't come from you know malicious background. It was just 
it was late, a lot of people didn't see it, whatever the case is. So, I mean, it's just been interesting because it has been a lot of conversation going on about what it is. Are we telling the same story? Are we are we showing them them as in the Academy that we can do other things? Were other movies besides Selma supposed to be nominated? Is Selma the only movie we should be upset about? Is is that a good thing when there's only one movie that we're, you know what I mean? There's there's so many different Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, there have been, there were other snubs, um, I can't recall them right now, but I remember seeing, oh, wow, I can't believe that that mm-hmm. didn't happen. That didn't happen. Right, right. But the ones that I'm concerned about, because we have to be concerned, if we're not concerned about us, who is going to be? Right. The ones that I'm concerned about are Ava and David not getting nominated. Right. Um, I, I can't imagine that. I, it, I can't imagine it. If the if the film is nominated, how is the director not? Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense to right. me. And I'm not spe- look. I'm I'm not the guy who's gonna you know pull the race card every time you know I get an opportunity. But when I see it, I'm not going to shy away from it sure. either. So I'm not going to say that that's what this is about. I'm just going to say that this is another brick on the heap of bricks that could be the case for that if right. I was trying to fight that case. Right. Understandable. Where are you going to be on February 3rd? Uh, February 3rd, I'm hoping I'm going to be on the East Coast um, doing some some things some before. new stuff? Uh, no, before the show comes on, I'm, I'm hoping to <laughs> like ducking. No, no I'm hoping to do some some morning stuff. Uh, nice. I was just on ESPN, uh, uh, co-hosted his and hers with mm-hmm. Jamel Hill, on, yeah. and um, I'm hoping to go back and do first take and 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 so all of that. Cool. But we're, I'm I'm waiting to hear hear back from them on that. Um, and then when the show comes on, I don't know. They may have us somewhere so we right. can live tweet. Nice. And if that's not the case, I'll probably have, you know, some friends over and, and watch. And if not, I'll do it together. I'll, you know, last, I, I thought I was going to do that. I thought I was going to do that last year at, you know, a, a few episodes and I ended up just watching by myself right. at home because I haven't seen anything. Right. So, Ooh, you know, when so I, exciting. when I don't see anything, I kind of want to watch it by myself so that <laughs> right. just in case just there's in anything case. that oh, I don't like, so I don't funny. have to be there with my friends and them going, God, this guy's terrible. <laughs> no, that's not, you they're going to be like, Oh my God, he's anyway. Um, any upcoming projects that you want to kind of tell us about? Um, well, with this ring, addition, obviously, yes. um, and and right now I'm I'm just I'm back in training. Uh, I'm back on Operation Shred, uh, trying to will season three right. into existence. Love it, you know. And yes. I feel like if I, if, you know, like like they please, said, I'm sure like, that's happening. Like they say, you know, if you build it, they will come. <laughs> You know, so I'm gonna, I'm just that. gonna go and I'm gonna build build my 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 body here and hope that I have a good reason for it in a few months. Here. I love it. I love it. Well, congratulations on all your success. It's gonna. I'm so excited for February third, and I'm a huge fan of the show and a huge fan of yours. So well, I appreciate exciting. it. Thank yes, you very no much. No problem. Before we end, we're gonna do a quick LA lightning round. Okay. So you have one of the other questions ready? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Ralph's or Trader Joe's? Gelson's. Fine. Loafers or Oxfords? Really? <laughs> the silence says everything. Um, well, I wore both, but my, if I was going to say my favorite would be my 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 Ferragamo loafers. Nice. Okay. So premieres or award shows? Go. 
off. <laughs> You'd rather not even be there? What? That's not, those aren't, you get look, to dress up listen, and whatnot. Yeah, I know, but that's the really, that's not really my thing. Right. Um, I, my publicist will tell you they've had to twist my arm a few times to get me to she do did. something. <laughs> Um, I, you know, if I'm nominated, I, I'll be at these things if I'm presenting, but just to go, just to go, you know, I'm in baseball. I learned a lot about winning and I, I actually was fortunate and blessed enough to have won things in my career. So just to be there isn't satisfying for me. The competitor comes yeah, out. It's yeah, it's like, I, I don't, if I'm not there for a reason, why am I there? Um, and I, I don't, you know, what I don't do what I do for attention or, or for accolades or right, anything like right. that. So I would rather, I, I would rather golf. Play, play golf. Nice. All right. And last but not least, Runyon versus Griffith. Uh, well, I golf at Griffith Park sometimes. Oh my gosh! We've, so, so we got it. Like this is it golfing like once a week, twice a week, three times. Uh, a week? When I'm not in training, I golf three, four times a week. That's a lot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Obama golfs. We should get that together. I would love that. Yeah. I would love to play golf again with the on After Buzz. We have put a lot out there for you tonight. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you know, I, before we go, I would like to say that, uh, Mr. President. <laughs> if you're watching this, I love what you're doing for the country. I think you've done a fantastic job in the face of all the unadulterated hate that you have seen. I can't imagine a person being more cool, more classy, and more dignified than you have. I appreciate the time you've given us. Thank you very much. Mr. President, I would also like No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> this was awesome. Thank you so much for being here. With us in the studio. Thank you for having me. I no had a great problem. time. No problem. Good, I good. Hope, hope you guys will have me back after oh, this. Oh, trust me. Oh, yeah. We're going to have you back for an hour show next time. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us here on Spotlight On. I'm your host, Stacey Ike, and we will see you guys soon. Thanks so much. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz, you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.